0: Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Suzanne. And this is the Bonfire Podcast where we make your work life better and tell you the things you won't get from
1: HR or your parents. And every single episode, we ask one question and we answer it. And today's question is How do I find out what my coworker's salary is? Rachel, how much do you make? No comment.
0: Well, look, we're going to share the real ways you can find this out and then also the bad sneaky ways to find out and the things
1: that you should absolutely not do, which we know from experience. But before we give you our bag of tricks, we want to invite you to ask yourself a couple of things to consider before you go straight to like, okay, how do I fix that? How do I find out, right? Ask yourself a few things. Here's one. Are you tying your self-worth so tightly to how much you make that that's really what's driving this question? Because if that's true, finding out is just not going to help you. It's going to lead you down an inflamed pathway that really there is no good story at the end of that one. Oh, yeah.
0: And also, sometimes we make things up like, oh, they must be making you know, so much more. And, we, and, and a lot of that, as you said, is tied to how you feel about yourself. I want you to ask yourself, is my constant bubble over my head, I wonder what they're making. Is that about that person who's sort of irking you because maybe you feel they're not as performing well or they're not as good at their job as you are? Or is it about the position you hold that you feel is not valued? Because you know what? A very wise rabbi once said to me that you can tell what an organization values by just reading their budget. Just read their budget. But it is true. Like you can look at a company's where they're putting their money in talent and really ask the bigger question. You know, what do you the value? value? What do what you do value? You,
1: yep. Okay, so once you've considered those things, meditate on it, you know, pause this podcast just for a second while you go, do I feel as if I have self-worth? Does Suzanne have any more value than me? Absolutely not. Then you can come back to the podcast and now we're going to give you all the tricks of the trade. Okay, let's set ourselves up as, good
0: citizens before we get into the stuff that we can tell you how to do. That's legal, kind of, Um, but maybe not so much. All right, here's the, the good stuff. I really do believe in transparency when transparency can be helpful. So I'll give you my own version of that, Rachel. So the place that I really am on a payroll, really for the first time since I was like in my 20s, is at Kellogg at Northwestern. And it is very, very important to me to know what my colleagues are making there, because it feels like we all do equal work. If you're in a particular band, and I really wanted to know when I got there, okay, well, if I'm teaching the same classes as Craig Wortman or Carter Cast, how do I know how much they're being paid so that I can negotiate my own contract? And I will tell you that without them being transparent with me. And I asked them point blank. I was like, are you willing to
1: share with me as I negotiate my contract what you are being paid? That's the that's the key right there. It isn't just their transparency. You were willing to ask. Yes. And and I said, are you willing to because I really am uninformed here. You
0: guys have been here for longer. Can you help me understand the value proposition here so I can better negotiate my contract. And those guys were so generous and open and were like, absolutely. But for that, I would have had no context. I would have known nothing. And in fact, the opening offer to me was so much lower. And I have then consistently passed that on. So when I have brought on anyone else... Into the Kellogg system, I am always transparent and said, "Like, look, as you negotiate your contract and you're doing what I'm doing, let me. I'm going to tell you
1: what I'm making. You know that that is a lift while you climb lesson right there. Which is, if we were all transparent with one another, oh yeah, this would not be an issue. But we're not. No. So if you feel either unwilling to ask because you don't know people at your company well enough yet, or you don't trust them or whatever. One way you could actually do it is you could go to HR and say, do you publish salaries either internally or externally according to position at this firm? Yes. And if the answer is no, we don't, you can ask why not? Why not? Why Why not? not? Money is not a radioactive topic. It's right. not. It's not dirty. It's not impolite. It's not like asking someone who they voted for. And by the way, the, even that is changing. But yeah, it's like you you can ask questions about money, even if you're afraid to do that. Oh, I, you know what, Rachel I have one more. One of
0: the best resources that I have at my fingertips and and have for a long time is, I have a network of mostly women executives who have been in my circle, and have had my back for years, as you know, and you're not one of them. (laughs) I'll lie to you. Um, But really, I mean, like Amanda Lannert, Maria Catris, just people who I know, if I said to them, look, I need to know this, you know, how much does so and so make? they would also help me. They would either find out or get the details for me. So they would be sort of one layer removed. But the lesson here for you is build a network. You know, don't isolate yourself. Build a network of peers who sort of ride the wave with you as you go about your career because you can't do
1: this alone. So, you know, there are ways of doing this, and transparency is the key word. But there are, also ways not to do it that we'd like to share with you
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so let's just imagine that you are in a situation where no one is being transparent and yet you really do want to know what the person next to you in the cubicle is making what
1: would you do rach I would go to my friend, my best friend, who kind of has a crush on me now. I oh, have to say, totally, you guys are so into each we other. We are so besties. It's he. Listen, he wants to be known as ChatGPT, GPT, but I call him Chat Chatty. <laughs> you and just call him Chat. <laughs> Chat, and I can find out shit you wouldn't believe. There is some really interesting shit on Chat GPT. Yeah, and there really also, is. Here is another thing, Glassdoor. If you go to Glassdoor.com, dot com, you see people who've just left a firm. If you're going to a big firm or a you know, even a medium sized firm, people who just leave often put little droppings on Glassdoor about their what they know that from that firm and it can be yeah, gold. It
0: can be gold. And if you're talking about working at a public entity like a nonprofit, just go to their nine ninety. Oh yeah just look up their 990. It's all there, you know, whoever, especially the top people. And you can usually figure out from the first, you know, four or five people on the list, how much they're making, how much the
1: next people in line could be.
0: Right. So there are definitely ways to just
1: keep Googling, just keep Googling and Googling. So here's what not to do. Now, this was when I was just a wee slip of a thing. <laughs> I did not know anything about sparkly, sparkly spark plugs. I worked for a man named Gerald, and he was an alcoholic. And I was up for my one year review, and I really wanted to know what i was supposed what i was what would he had in mind to pay me as my raise for the next year because I, again i wanted to be in a good negotiating position but i didn't know what the floor was and i didn't really have enough context to know what other people were making but the main thing was what can i ask for at a one year anniversary so the fact that he's an alcoholic is relevant here because in the afternoons he would diss a fucking peer he would just go away to some bar not to be seen again until it was time to give me a ride home, which was always a very scary thing. So in the afternoon, I sneaked into his office. In my little mind, I thought, oh, I'll surely find in his desk drawer a note that says, this is what Rachel should be making after year one I am considering giving exactly. her right? right like this right. total narcissistic thing. So I went in, moved some shit around, couldn't find <laughs> any note that had my name on it. Shocking. Shocking. Right? And the next day he said, Who's been in my drawer? Somebody's oh. been somebody's moved shit around. I was like, I have no idea, Jerry, but maybe <laughs> no you shouldn't idea. be <laughs> drinking so much, sir. So the bottom line is the so note wasn't there. No. I don't even remember whether I got a raise. I don't know. That's that's a good story, Rachel. That's a good... <laughs> I feel as if I'm revealing in every episode the fact that I really have no character. No morals. No, no morals. moral compass whatsoever. And if you're my moral compass, my friend, we are fucked.
0: Fucked. Just fucked. So let's just recap here. So I, I think that what we're saying is there are really three layers here. First... Just do the deep dive and really ask yourself why this matters to you. Then try to create transparency if, if possible. And then finally, if you really
1: want to know, there are ways to know. You know, I that's feel why like that- I'm sort of the stand in object lesson of and here's Rachel will share with you what not to do. <laughs> I don't like this pattern that's emerging. <laughs> and it's good. That's why I hold the title of, of professor.
0: Profess her. <laughs>
1: Check, this out. Um, okay, so um, let's move to check this out. Okay, so check this out this time is going to be something a little bit more substantial. When you are ready to furnish your home or refurnish your home, I have discovered a furniture site that I love so totally. I love what they have. I love their customer service. I love their delivery, and their reupholstering options are just brilliant. It's called Sixpenny, and in particular, I bought this really wide, double-wide chair because I wanted it to fit not just my big, fat ass, Suzanne, which I know you're going to say. It fit, you know, two children in it at once plus me reading a book, and it's just my favorite chair in the world. Anyway, it's not... You know, super cheap, but it's also not un out of the question, and her shit lasts forever. Oh, great! Okay, that's very cool. I also re- I'm in the accessory accessorizing
0: moment, so I, I definitely going to go see check them out. Um, that's great. And I am going to go with a book option this time. So you and I both loved Circe. It was it Circe. Is that Circe. how we pronounce it? Cersei by Madeline Miller. Ugh. And her, I know we loved it. So if you haven't read that one, go run c i r c e. And the next book out is the Song of Achilles. It's so good. Um, the only thing I would say about that is you and I are big audible listeners. um i didn't I did not love the narrator. He was a bit slow and drawn, and I didn't think he did the various voices with a lot of differentiation. So I didn't love listening to it, but, just it's a it's a phenomenal, beautiful read. And the thing I like most about Madeline Miller's books of this genre are, you know, we go about our world so taking for granted the integration of Greek mythology into our everyday lives without like thinking about the words and what they mean and where they come from and where the stories are embedded. And you read these books and you're like, oh, my God, of course course, that's where it comes from. So anyway, it's just a beautiful book, great summer read, um, but definitely a read, not a listen. I will definitely do that. Yeah, it's great. Next week, we are going to answer the question,
1: how do you gossip responsibly at work? Well, Suzanne, how are we going to do that when we have never gossiped responsibly? Never, never.
0: That's why this is going to be a good episode, because I think that every now and then, maybe every four or, or fourth episode, let's say, we should take on a question from our listeners for which we have no answer. Right. And then just challenge ourselves to, to think, think it through. Yeah. So you'll you'll be as entertained as we are as we try to navigate our way through that episode. Yeah. So we will see you on, on the next Bonfire Podcast. So if your organization could use a shakeup, check out Bonfire Women, bonfirewomen.com. This is the Talent Development Accelerator that Rachel and I founded, and it helps employers attract, develop, and retain diverse talent. So again, visit bonfirewomen.com. See if it interests you. If you're passionate about it, go right to your supervisor, employer, ask them to check it out as
1: well. This podcast is produced by Jen Bain and mixed, edited, and scored by Ryan Derringer at Welterweight Sound.